Welcome to the Fantasy NBA Today podcast. All right, we're trying out a new format of show today, ladies and gentlemen, and this is going to be a quick hitter. It is the playoff head-to-head schedule guide. My goal, and I'm just doing this because it's the first one, I'll try to make this much faster in all future episodes, is to do one of these every Monday through Friday through the rest of the fantasy season to carry us through the playoffs. The goal, of course, here also from the show standpoint is we're going to look at two days, four days, six days, and nine days as kind of like the key streaming windows for when you use your players and when you use your weekly moves. You guys know for me, as you hit the playoffs, and many of you are starting them on Monday, long streaming is key. So guys that you can pick up for six or nine days are critical because it allows you to stream more roster slots. You make a move for someone who's got a nine-day stretch where they play six times, that's a move you don't even have to use until the end of next week right now. And there is a team that, that fits into that profile. You use a move for six days. That's a move that you don't have to worry about until towards the end of next week. It's a way that you can then stream three or even four sometimes roster slots if you have like a 14 or a 15 roster depth on your head-to-head team. Obviously, it's harder. Yahoo leagues only have 10 starters and three bench slots with some IL, so you can't stream as many slots because the guys are generally too good for you to cast off into the ocean. But as you get into, again, sort of deeper rosters, deeper leagues, whatever, you can squeeze out more streaming positions. The reason that this is important, and again, I'm not going to do this preamble at the front of every one of these episodes. I'm going to tell people to refer back to the, you know, the first minute of our first streaming episode, is that if you take one roster slot and you pick up a back-to-back player basically every day, you use a move on Monday, Tuesday, you use a move on Wednesday, Thursday, you use a move on Friday, Saturday, you use a move on Sunday into the following Monday, and so on and so forth, you're basically turning one roster slot into a slot that plays every day. So the best case scenario there is you're taking a slot that may have had only three games coming into a week and turning it into a seven. You're using four moves to gain four games played over that week, and you can't stop doing it. In some scenarios, you might even have a guy who has a four-game week that you move off of, so you're actually only in that scenario gaining three games with four moves in a given week. That's fine, but that's the bare minimum. That should be the worst thing you do from a streaming standpoint with my help i hope and with using these kind of long streaming techniques if you take three roster slots and or four roster slots even and you take them and you're turning a three game someone who plays or a team that plays two or three times over six days into someone that plays four times over six days you're gaining a game maybe two in a great scenario and you can use that other move on another slot on your roster, if that makes sense. It might not. Let me try to clear that up just a little bit before we get into the actual analysis today. If you're able to do that with three or four different roster slots, basically what you're doing is now you're gaining more than one move. It might not be two. Two would be perfect. That's like the optimum. You use a move, you gain two games played over the length of the long stream, but it's going to be better than one by and large. One is the worst. Two is, well, maybe you might have like a three every once in a blue moon, But one is the worst, two is the best, and hopefully you average those out and you're gaining, you know, if you're streaming three or four different roster slots, instead of gaining three or four games with those four moves, you're gaining somewhere between five and eight. So it's a way to get two 
to four additional games played out of your playoff roster. All right, let's get into what's actually going on today. And this is the way that most of these shows are going to be formatted going forward. What you see on your screen is our schedule streaming charts available to NBA Fantasy Pass subscribers. They can see the entire calendar for these shows. I'm just going to show basically like a two-week span. It's a little bit more than that on today's. Um, you know what? I can even zoom in just a tiny bit closer so that uh, you guys can see it more clearly on the video feed. But don't worry for those that are watching or for listening after the fact, I'm going to explain everything as well. Today is March 1st. It's Friday. Uh, what we're going to be looking at basically is today through the end of next week, which is when playoffs begin. And this is what you're looking at. Today, if you were just going back to back, there are two teams that fit that bill, whatever that weird way to say it, but you guys get to the meaning. The Memphis Grizzlies and the Portland Trailblazers. Memphis is a hard one because you don't really know what players are actually going to play in the back-to-back. -back. One could probably assume that Santi Aldama will. Uh, Vince Williams likely will. Zaire Williams probably will. We don't know about Jordan Goodwin. We already know Jaron Jackson Jr. is not going to be playing in those back-to-backs. Luke Kennard pretty much never. John Conchar pretty much never. So it gets pared down a little bit there. Over on the Portland side, we don't know what the deal is with DeAndre Ayton, but Duop Reith will probably play in the back-to-back. -back. Maybe he gets a couple of starts. Tumani Kamara is somewhat intriguing. Uh, we haven't heard about anybody else coming back for the Blazers, so I would assume then that... And I'm not a huge fan of it. Uh, do I want to go even farther? Uh, I don't think that I'd go any farther than that. Portland, like... <sighs> Probably should have decided this before going on air, huh? Well, I d didn't, so now you can stick it up your nose. Jabari Walker was the name that I was sort of kicking back and forth in my head. He's a no. Matisse Thibel probably plays in the back-to-back. -back. You might get four steals and two blocks out of him, so that's intriguing as well. If you want to go beyond the back-to-back, -back, so that's the two-day outlook. The four-day outlook, still the Grizzlies and the Blazers, who we already talked about, but the Clippers and the Wolves also get in the mix as you go to now... Uh, the four days. So these are teams that play three times in four days. That's the second thing you're looking for. It's sort of the second highest percentage of games you're going to get that happens pretty regularly in the NBA. Uh, for the Clippers, we don't know if Paul George is going to be back. Uh, whether or not he's back, Terrence Mann actually does make sense as a three games in four nights kind of stream. Uh, Amir Coffey would make sense if we knew that Paul George was going to be out, which we don't. Norman Powell, if he's not on a roster, is probably a, a streamable guy with the advantageous schedule. And then you get into sort of the uh, afterthoughts, which would be Coffee if he's not starting. Uh, Russell Westbrook, Mason Plumley would creep into that kind of afterthought. Not really as far as I'd like to go, but if you had to, you could. Uh, and then for Minnesota, I think was the other one that I said, right? Just to make sure I get that. Yeah, Minnesota's the other one. Players on the Wolves that you could consider using in a three and four scenario. Uh, again, we don't know if Kyle Anderson is going to be playing, so he'd be a little bit dangerous to go there. Nas Reed should have been added anyway, uh, but Jaden McDaniels moves into playable because of schedule. Um, Nikhil Alexander-Walker probably is playable due to schedule. You could even go as far down the board as Monte Morris, but that's super iffy because his fantasy game is not all that great. You'd just be kind of hoping for like 55 to 60 minutes out of him, which is like two starters level games for someone else, and that's why it's so important to get these three games in four nights as well. 
if you want to go real far down the rabbit hole, uh, the teams and you know, like it, this is this is not going to cover everybody because I don't know that we need to go uh, quite that far. The reason three and four is actually really notable on a Friday show is that that takes you into Monday of next week. Monday of next week is a relatively low traffic day. It also allows you to hold your roster moves next week until at least Tuesday, possibly farther. So the next thing you'd look at would be, does anybody go four times in six days that we haven't already talked about? And the answer is yes. The Cavaliers fall into that department. So if you're looking, and they're not uh, they're not super outstanding uh, for the end of this week. They've got two games the end of this week, and um, most of these teams we've been talking about have two games the end of this week. Uh, the Cavaliers don't play Monday of next week. So if you're going to go that route, you definitely then want to hold all the way through Wednesday. Cavs also don't have that many fringe players that are streamable on the schedule style. Most of the guys on the Cavs uh, are rostered already, and the fringe guys are probably over-rostered because of things like points leaks. So like Karis LeVert, who should be on the wire in 9-cat, often isn't. You might be able to use someone like an Isaac Okoro. That would kind of be the only player on the Cavs that's not heavily rostered that you could maybe consider using uh, for the four games in six-day stretch they've got starting this evening. Uh, the teams, again, we've already talked about are good on that front. The Clippers are one of them that has four and six. Uh, I don't make sure that I'm getting all of these right, just so you guys can kind of follow along with me. Memphis, who we already talked about, has four games in six days. Uh, do, 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 do. Philly actually is another one that that starts slowly here, but then it finishes strong because they've got their back-to-back on Tuesday, Wednesday of next week. Philly does have a couple of sort of fringe streamable guys. Uh, I think the last time they played was Tuesday, if I'm remembering right. So we can go back and make sure that we're picking out the numbers right. Didn't they get spanked in that ball game? I'm trying to remember what Philadelphia's last ball game was figure this damn thing out uh philly you've got not a ton in the way of fringe level players they're another team where it's kind of like it sort of feels like they basically have their in and their out guys uh kyle lowry maybe sits on the borderline i don't think nick batum does enough there but like Ubre reed uh, Harris, Melton, not Melton, sorry, Melton's hurt again. Uh, Ubre, Reed, Harris, Heald, Maxi are all started right now. So would you take four games of Mobamba over six days? Eh, you're, you're talking about like two starter level games from a guy. And that's fine over four days, but over six, eh, I don't think that there's really anybody you can pull off the, the scrap heap to play for Philly. Uh, we already talked about Portland. They are also in the four games and six department, and that is it. However, as a Dan Vesper special, the one team, my favorite team of this whole stretch, starting today, is the Portland Trailblazers. And we've already talked about their fringe streamable guys. The reason the Blazers are my favorite team over this stretch is they go six times over nine days. That is the ultimate in long stream. They also have a pretty advantageous schedule over that stretch. Minnesota, really the only good defensive team they're playing in those six games. The other ones are two against the fellow tanking Grizzlies. The Thunder, who play pretty high-octane game. Defensively, they're a little better. The Rockets and the Raptors. There's a lot of high-scoring games on the docket here. 
So if you're looking at a fringe Portland player, you could go Matisse Thibault and getting six Thibault games out of nine days. I mean, six Thibault games, you're probably talking about 10 steals and four blocks. That's huge in head-to-head. And you don't have to make another move there until next Sunday. The other thing to keep in mind as you're working your way through the weekend is the Brooklyn Nets. How do you square this one up is the question. Because if you're making a move today to try to shore up your roster, Brooklyn actually doesn't make much sense. They've already played three of their four games this week. The time to stream Brooklyn started all the way back on Monday, which, by the way, we did talk about on Monday's show. We did a show on Monday talking about the weekly preview and how grabbing a Brooklyn net for the next 14 days was actually a really good decision. But how do you pick the next point to get back in on them? The only way it really makes sense to go Brooklyn is if you have someone playing today that then plays one more time over the weekend or not at all, and you could pivot to Brooklyn tomorrow because they go Saturday but not Sunday, and then they go five times next week. Truthfully, the time to pick up a net would be 12.01 a.m. on Monday morning, but you'll be fighting with everybody else for those guys, and frankly, a lot of those guys are probably going to get picked up this week because they had a four-gamer going into the five-gamer. Also, if you happen to have a player that's sort of fringy on the Bulls, they don't play over the weekend. The Bucks don't play over the weekend. The Pelicans don't play over the weekend. The Kings and the Wizards don't play over the weekend either. So if you have fringe-level players on those teams, you could potentially pivot to Brooklyn tomorrow, add one game this week, and add a bunch next week. Of course, the downside to that is there is a team in Phoenix that plays a back-to-back this weekend. So if you have a player that plays today that doesn't go Saturday-Sunday, you could actually make a back-to-back pickup that gives you two extra games this week, which, frankly, you might need if you're battling for a playoff spot or if you're jockeying for position, whatever it might be. Like, you might need to use that move sooner. For the Suns, Royce O'Neal is the obvious choice if Eric Gordon comes back. Uh, he would probably squeeze himself in there. It sounds like Bradley Beal is probable for the Phoenix Suns game tomorrow. Uh, Bull Bull has been getting like 20 minutes, so even he might make sense in a back-to-back. Suns do go three times in four days and four times in six days starting tomorrow. So if you picked up a Sun, you could potentially hold them uh, through Thursday of next week. But again, that's a front-loaded four games in six days, so you don't have to. You could get through the back-to-back, and then you could pivot and go another direction. And that's basically the way that I want to run these shows. That was 15 minutes flat today, and that's because I had a four-minute prelude. Most days, we're going to spend about 10 minutes talking through how to balance your schedule, how you can potentially stream a bunch of slots at the same time. But again today, the big takeaways, Portland, six games over nine days, Brooklyn, a five-game week next week, and then we had all those names that we talked about earlier in the show uh, of guys that either go back-to-back, three and four, or four and six. If you like this quick hitter format, please let me know over on social. I'm at Dan Bespris on Twitter. Follow over there. Uh, Like, rate, subscribe, and again, I'm going to try to get one of these out 10 to 15 minutes per day, Monday through Friday, through our fantasy playoffs. We're going to long stream our way to victory together. Have a delightful Friday, everybody. I don't know about a weekend episode, I'll do my best, but if not, I'll see you guys Monday. For real this time. Toodaloo.